Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. LeVac and Gaz here with you. Uh, it is, it's an odd weather day because we're, we're getting some of that haze back from the, um, the Canadian wildfires. This morning was, was terrible. You couldn't see very far down the road at all. It just looked like a very foggy day. But it, the sun looks like it's fighting through. So, uh, good omens for the, for the weekend before us, my friends. Um, Yankees, huh? What's up with that? You got the perfect game the night before. Come back, win this one big. 10-4 last night over the A's. 10-4, good buddy. It's just like we have CBs, guys. How you doing? Ten four, 10-4, good buddy. Over. <laughs> you started talking in code. I'm like, I actually, what is LeVac saying? <laughs> I feel like I should have known what he was saying. I have no idea what he's talking about with 10-4s. 10-4, good buddy. That means I copy. I read you. I'm with you. Um... There is a lot to like about the way the Yankees performed in Oakland against the A's. I will say it because I know somewhere someone's going, it's the A's. They suck. Are they falling down? <laughs> ah, they suck. They're just so upset. They can't ah. get it together. Uh, 21 and 62 are the A's now. <laughs> I know I keep interrupting you, but do you remember Coach Hines from Mad TV? Yamanashi! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Keegan-Michael Key there. One of my favorite things is when LeVac stumbles upon a great impression doing another impression. <laughs> oh, take this pencil and stick it in your eye, <laughs> oh okay? Goslowski! That's so good. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> you weren't even trying to say. I wasn't trying before, but then I was trying. Put, put that one in the, <laughs> right. the vault there. My All God, right. where did that come I'll from? I'll put it where I want. <laughs> Maybe I'll put it right next to this size 12 up your butt, Kozlowski. Um, <laughs> so the ace, the ace are not good. You're not good, ace, okay? Don't call yourself athletic. Turn off my butt. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know you're just feeding me now. Um, but, you know, like, like those, this is what good teams do. Good teams beat bad teams. Good teams annihilate bad teams. And then you, you like, you've got to hope if you're a Yankees fan or if you just, like, hate everyone else in the American League East, you've got to hate that this is one of those things where Josh Donaldson, uh, Giancarlo Stanton, DJ LeMahieu, they all look around after this one and go, oh, that's right, we're good at this. Because sometimes that's what it takes is, is you know, you hear, like, get healthy against and things like that. But, like, Josh Donaldson came into this series just hot garbage. Hot garbage. Like, he's he's got – he's had good games, and I think his, his batting average is up to 148. So, like, that's that's up. His batting average went up over the last couple of days <laughs> to 148, um, you know. DJ LeMay, who's had, you know, strong a couple games with hits to, to, along together. Stanton looks good at the plate. The bat is moved. The bat speed's back. You know, he's hitting the ball with that, like, 9,900 exit velo. Those are the things you need to see out of these guys. Volpe looks like he's starting to get it back together again. Ever since he talked to, what was it, Austin Wells about his, his, his batting stance and everything over, over, like, chicken parm or lasagna or some nonsense, he's, like, crushing it now. He's not crushing it, but he's, he's looking better and better and more and more like a big league player. So keep it rolling. Just keep it rolling. That's all you got to do. It's easy, right? I mean, it's easy now. It feels good. Yankee fan, been a few times this season. Not enough times for Yankee fans. 
where you and I are able to open a show and talk about things going well for the Yankees. It feels like every other series, something goes terribly wrong. Uh, Somebody gets hurt. The the offense disappears. You're trying to figure out a new name that you thought would have an impact. This was really good. And you did the Coach Hines Yamanashi ace thing, and uh, we don't have to go back to it, but that is going to be hopefully not for a Yankee fan. The glaring headline from this series, oh, the Yankees beat up on the A's. Who cares? It's going to have no impact on the season. That's the easy thing to look at. You and I are not getting that same type of vibe from this. It is they finally feel like they're getting some confidence. This is the lineup we're rolling with. These are the impact players. In a 162-game season, you and I have covered so often about what sparks a team, whether it's clubhouse antics, whether it's a young prospect, whether it's a manager or a coach saying something that rallies them. This feels like a all we needed was a spark. Right. Yeah, it was against Oakland, but there you said this yesterday, right? You quoted uh Chris Canty, the yeah. former New York Giant. They're still pro athletes. Yeah. It feels like a spark series for the New York Yankees. It it does so so here's here's where you go. And and what I liked about yesterday's game is there was pressure. Like it's not it's not the kind of game that you would think you would feel the the pressure against a team that's only won 21 games at this point in the season. Like Clark Schmidt said, he felt pressure because he was following Domingo Herman's perfect game. You were trailing most of the game. You came back and did your damage, and then once you started doing damage, you didn't take you didn't take your foot off the gas at all. You went after it. So those kind of things, even though it's a lesser opponent, you were there's plenty of reasons for you to buckle. There's plenty of reasons for you not to. Not to do what you did. Now you go into a three-game series against the Cardinals. This is another team that's struggling. So if you can take two out of three here, get the Cubs at the end, you should dominate these teams. You should at least win the series. In the middle of that, never thought I'd say this, is a four-game series against the Orioles. That's the one. If you can dominate these other ones, and some, I, I mean, in a, in, a, in a dream scenario, take three or four against the Orioles, you go into the All-Star break feeling real damn good about yourself, even though you still don't have Judge. You don't know when you're getting Judge back. You still don't have Carlos Rodon. You, he seems closer, but you don't. You can't guarantee that. So, like, Harrison Bader gets a couple hits before he goes out back and plays his old team. Like, there's a lot to like about where you're at right now. I'm concerned about Sunday. I am. I don't why Jordan Montgomery on the mound for for the the Cardinals, and he's gonna. I think he's gonna deal. I think he's gonna have a good night. There are a few times. Or good afternoon. I'm sorry. It's a two fifteen game. There are a few times. Really, I know people are not Cashman's evaluation by Yankee fans. Sometimes it gets irrational, so we lose what really was good. I can't give you a reason why the Montgomery move was a good move for Cashman. I know he's not a bigger name than the Cashman deals. That was a bad move letting him go. Even though it's the National League, and I know the lineups are, man, just seeing what the potential finally was. And it wasn't a Sonny Gray, Lance Lynn, uh, at Joe, Joey Gallo situation where a guy just didn't want to be in New York. That was a bad move letting him go. I'm totally with you on the Montgomery dealing. He's had some really good outings for St. Louis since he's been there. I do want to go back to something because I don't want it to be overlooked by me and by fans of the Baltimore Orioles. Man, that feels good to hear. 
And not just because the Orioles have stunk for so long. And we're going to talk yeah. to Bobby Trossett next week, who covers the team in Baltimore. He's got his capital region ties. We're going to talk a, a lot more about that series coming up next week. But, Yankee fan, I'm not kissing up to you on this. Yeah, you are. Come this, here. this is Come true. Here. Isn't that a great evaluation for this team? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it really is. And I, I've probably said that before when the Orioles stunk. Because, okay, can you? It, the Orioles were the A's. We, we, we probably have done this show in 2019 telling you about the Yankees beating up on a bad Oriole team and prepping for a bigger series the first week of July and where they find their footing in the playoffs. Now things have changed. Now you look at the Baltimore Orioles and you got to go, man, you know, if we don't get by Baltimore or we get embarrassed by Baltimore, they're the second best team in this division. Earlier this week, we talked about Major League Baseball overall. We're talking about the O's as the third best team in baseball. Not the AL East. Not the American League. Major League Baseball. So if the Yankees go out and take some momentum from this Oakland Athletics Series and whatever happens in St. Louis and play well against Baltimore, the season is starting to change for the Bronx Bombers, if that all can happen. Now, the Yankees have this Orioles sandwich ahead of them that is... The Cardinals on one side, the Cubs on the other. The Orioles have the Twins and the Twins. Is this the second most heated rivalry in baseball <laughs> if the Red Sox Twins are the most? They're like, all right, so, <laughs> so you've got you, you've you've got a very similar situation for the Orioles as you do for the Yankees going into the series because you have an or a Twins team, which yes, they're the top of their division, but they're forty and forty two. <laughs> like they're not as good as you are. Guys, the dream scenario is that that four-game series, because right now, let's say everybody holds serve. If the Orioles win, the Yankees win. If the the Yankees lose, the Orioles lose. It's a four-game difference between between second and third place right now in the American League East. That If you could sweep the Orioles to take them back to be tied for second, oh, you, sir, go into hiding. <laughs> I wouldn't be thrilled. I wouldn't. I would not be you, happy about this. It's supposed to be a time for Baltimore, but all, well, I, I think there's more pressure on Baltimore still for that series, though, right? Because you're still trying. Like, there's got to be a part of the Orioles who still don't don't believe they're like. It's like we have to prove we belong here. Where if you're the Yankees and you actually start playing and believe that you're what you should be, even without Judge, like you're the Yankees, you should win. I'm just. I think there's a lot of pressure on your Orioles. What world are we living in? These are these are all accurate takes. Like we're talking about the pressure of Baltimore playing New York, the upcoming series. We're talking about Jordan Montgomery now being an impact player. If St. Louis didn't stink this season, how much better would we evaluate Jordan Montgomery? We're talking about the impact of a Oakland Athletics series. Ev- everything we've said is true. If you don't agree with us, please at the Jeff Levac on Twitter, Facebook, Fox Sports nine eighty. You want to hop in on the app? You want to call the phone lines today? They're open to you. Elevation 10,000 phone lines. You want to think, like, no, 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 you guys are way off. You're giving the A's too much credit. You're giving the O's too much. Please, we'd love to hear from you on this Friday edition of LeVan Gazin. 518-690-0980. All that's true. You know what stinks the most? Because you made me do a Boston Red Sox pregame show, I felt like I, I I couldn't do what I wanted to do last night. My play of the day would have been the hater parlay. It would have been the Mets. It would have been against the Mets and against the Red Sox. That's what I, I wanted to do, and it would have it would have worked. 
it would have been it would have paid. <laughs> Mine didn't pay. But I mean if you look at you look at what happened, the 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 Mets are now nine games under five hundred. Uh Caratini, who is like a journeyman catcher, is he's batting five hundred in his career against Scherzer. He he hits a he hits a bomb. They end up losing three two in a game that they probably should have won. Meanwhile, the Red Sox you get you got a no hitter going through seven. Bellow looks like he's just he's dealing. And then no. No no thank you. There's another there's another bomb for you. Two nothing they lose. The hater parlay would have paid. Hey, 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 hey. Next next time. Next time. Next time I feel it like that, I'm going after the hater parlay. Let the hate flow through you. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so that's, I mean, and then as far as, you know, baseball goes, like you said, yeah, Yang's cards, Mets are going to be taking on the Giants, Sox, Blue Jays this weekend. It's, it's going to be an interesting, uh, like weekend of baseball. If, I, I love baseball on the 4th of July weekend. I know 4th of July is Tuesday, but this is the 4th of July weekend. I'll have baseball going around the clock. It feels, feels like some hot dogs on the grill, baseball on the radio, not Red Sox. I can't can't do it to myself i can't i'll have the app going or something for someone else um i gotta do it that's 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 the weekend for me that's how i get down maybe a steak who knows i like it yeah um and it's all in the comfort of my home which is protected by our good friends at usx pest control you all right so i have i have had these similar services in the past the the non-chemical exclusion package um the 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 way that they take care of everything and make sure everything's out of your house because USX is part of the Gagne family of brands. I've dealt with them in the past under different names. This is your first go around. How's it going over at uh, Casa de Goslowski? Amazing. So many good things. You look around your home, you wondered like, so I've been living in my home less than five years. Sometimes I still wonder like, what happens over here? Has it really only been that long? Yeah, less than less than four years, I should say. Wow. Yeah. So luckily, my friends over at USX Pest Control have helped me, Tim. Frank looked around and said, guys, make sure you keep an eye on this spot over here. We could have some issues over there. I feel like I was learning more about my home from them than probably when I bought the home. Which, I, would, uh, I would believe that. Shout out to everybody over there. They're going to help you this summer. The free inspection will make sure your home is safe. And maybe you've been putting this off. Maybe you're a homeowner like me for four to five, six years, and so many different things have changed in your life, and you just haven't thought about this. This summer's the time to do it. Find out what's going right and wrong with your home with our friends over at USX Pest Control. Some people are guilty of the uh, the thirst trap revenge post after a breakup or during a break. It's happening in pro sports. It's happening in New York sports. We'll uh, we'll let you know the details of that coming up next. It's Van Gaz Fox Sports Radio ninety five nine and nine eighty. It's LeVac and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan, Fox Sports ninety five nine and nine eighty. Before I um, before we talk about this uh, thirst trap that Saquon Barkley's got out there on the on the internet, <laughs> what, a, what a setup! Sorry, Levac. I don't know. It's the second time you just tickled me with your intro to a segment. Come here, I get you. Um, it, it's weird. I, I've always been that guy, and I guess this this kind of branches into two different stories. Um, I've I was always the guy that if you felt you needed the vaccine, I wanted you to have it. 
if you felt you didn't need the vaccine, I didn't care if you got it for COVID-19. Go back to the tickling stuff. That was right. more enjoyable. No, no, no. There's a po- there's a point to it. Like, there's a point to it. Because, again, I, I know there's people who swore you had to, and I know there's people who swore you hadn't. And, like, um, Sage Steele is suing the four-letter network ESPN because she she said their mandates were scary and, and, and stuff, and they they punished her for for criticizing them. So she's suing them. She still works there. She's suing them for for you know infringing on her freedom of speech, and she's gonna win. They just offered her like five hundred one thousand dollars, and they she turned that down or whatever. But it's weird because like twenty big names have been let go today, and she's still there because they can't touch her right now. They're in the middle of a lawsuit. It'll just it'll be worse. But the reason any of that came to my mind is I just got a notification on my phone. There was a point when you had to have the the Excelsior pass. Like if you didn't, if you didn't want to carry your vaccination card with you, you needed to have, you have this app on your phone, the part of the New York state wallet and it had the Excelsior pass on it. It was really only good inside New York. But like for me, who I was going to Yankee game, stuff like that, it was, it was perfect to have, uh, just got this, uh, because demand for instant access to vaccine records has subsided. The New York state wallet app will be discontinued on July 28th, 2023. See more information at this link. so does that mean like there's never going to be a pandemic again? Is that, are we good? Does it feel weird that they're just like, just, it's an app. Like what's it take to keep the app alive? Like, is it, wouldn't it, was there like a meeting and they were like, listen, what else can we use it for? I really don't have anything good. Maybe park passes. People don't go to parks anymore. Maybe this, I don't know, nothing. All right, shut it down. <laughs> is that like, what was the meeting for that? It's got to be technology, right? And I'm I, look. I don't want to dive into the science of it and all the. Uh, I'm just talking like other examples in my life of stuff that's happened like that, where it's like, uh, do you really need VCRs? I mean, I don't know if we're yeah. going to keep making those. Do we really need? I don't know why VCR was such a quick example for me. Right. Uh, CDs, I guess, is another one. Do we really need those anymore? Something. I just... DVD. Like it's just like we're stop. Really? Like we're never going to go. That's how it feels like to me. Yeah, is there yeah. a possibility it could come back? Sure, but I guess we just evolved where we don't need it anymore. <laughs> there's, a, there's a big election for a while. I'll be fine. Um, all right, so on to the fun, or or maybe not fun if you're the Giants. You ever you see? This is the weird part about our lives, guys. Like I've been through, I would say north of sixty breakups. <laughs> like I just whether it was me who initiated her, whatever. So I've I've seen many many different ways that breakups can be handled. The mature way, the you know, the childish way. I have I have to tell you that I have never ever since Facebook's inception had a breakup where there was not the revenge pick. Like the the thirst trap revenge pick where she's at the gym or she looks really good and all of a sudden she's posting pics. And they you they know you see it, they know you see, it. and it's legitimately the picture is you screwed up, you had this, and you blew it. I feel like Saquon Barkley has is just like it's not the full revenge pick yet for the Giants, but it's one of those you have this, <laughs> put a ring on it, and you'll keep it. Saquon Barkley has put out a video where he is easily, and I mean effortlessly squatting 585 pounds just going 
And you know why that's there. You're going to franchise tag this? Take a look at these quads, baby. Okay? Look at me, Big Blue. <laughs> you know you want this in your backfield. Come on now. It's a thirst trap. And it's, Listen, you can't tell me there's a single Giants fan who's seeing him squat 585 pounds. Easy. No problems. Say quads. It's not going, I mean, we probably should free up a couple more mil, right? I mean. <laughs> you know, that's a dangerous but game. But you've never had a breakup, so you've never had the revenge pick. I, I, I didn't want to sit on that point of it because I know Giant fan didn't need Goss to explain how breakup picks and whatever. I don't know. I've almost forgot the term. Revenge picks work. Oh, yeah, and all the revenge right. body. I won't, I won't make people wait on that. I'll have to read it up on the internet. This is a very dangerous one, though, in the sports world. Saquon is a proven commodity. Saquon Barkley's yeah. been in the conversation of five, the top three, and from his days at Penn State, we, we know how good Saquon is. Unfortunately, because of the running back position, people want to argue, doesn't matter what the result is, you should never pay him ever, which is just bothers me because it's an irrational take. And some experts are going, no, it's not a rational guy. It's a six-rounder. better than a first. Business. No, it's, it's business. Business, okay? But the, the physical stuff, you know what happens in the NFL. Like even though this is funny, and he's clearly trying to get the attention of maybe oh, even yeah. more so the giant fans than the giant organization because the fans do have a voice and they want people to like really we're gonna let this guy go. Physically, the NFL and the NBA are one two one. Just don't buy that. I think of guys like Mario Williams had a fine career, but Courtney Brown was a former number one pick. Levac, you're a Raider fan. The late Al Davis was the king of this. Oh, Sometimes yeah. there were guys who walked into a building and they had an interview with the team. Physically, they walked out, and people had to turn around and say, "We're gonna let him not be on our team." Yep. Like that guy right there, that guy, whether it's combine numbers, whether it's bench press, whatever, we're not gonna let him be on our team. Oh, that's great! Like Saquon has always been a freak. I remember his combine numbers. Everyone made him the number one pick in the NFL draft. Go go back and look at NFL drafts pre Saquon mocks pre. Barkley getting drafted in that little window between the combine and that year's NFL draft. He was talked about as the number one pick as a running back because his numbers were through the roof. Saquon is working to his strengths that have always been a strength in his career. And he's saying, if it's not you, then it can be somebody else. Somebody mm-hmm. else could be on social media if you don't want mm-hmm. this. Who's looking now? You know, I, I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's it's gonna put pressure on somebody because it, it it and I know what you're saying like these you know looking great in the gym is not enough in in the NFL what's the old saying looks like Tarzan plays like Jane which I know how dare you say that Jane could be in the NFL um but like like you said you know when healthy what Saquon already is he's a freak like when I think of I always the play back in Penn State where he just filters out into the flat against Indiana. The ball dribbles over. He reaches up. I don't even think he looks. He, like, one hand stabs it out of the air with his right hand, tucks and runs for, like, 40 yards. Like, just just one of those things, like, you see, like, your big brother or the, or the big kid in your neighborhood do against you when you're, like, 10. And he's doing that to grown damn men and college students. So, like, he, he, is, he is impressive. But, again, listen, everybody knew. That your ex was impressive. She just want to make sure you remember. And you know, this revenge video, this little, this little like warning, 
Yeah, you're right. It's somewhat for the Giants, for the Giants fan too. Because when that video goes up about your ex, one of your boys is going to call you and go, yo, did you see her? Did you see what she's doing? <laughs> is there a more boring job in the world than squatting, like being the spotter for Saquon squatting? <laughs> like he's got three dudes standing around and we're like, and they're all trying to look busy. Like, I'm going down too. Oh, no, there's no reason. The guy behind him, like the chief, the chief spotter, I think he's reading. Like, he just doesn't, like, there's no need for you. It's, there's no scenario that they don't figure it out, right? Like, he's going to, he's going to play. Like, I see Josh Jacobs is saying he might sit, he might hold out into the season if they don't work something out for him. And I don't know that I believe that or I don't believe it, but I believe it more for him than I do Saquon. I think Saquon plays one way or the other. Okay, you answered that question. I believe, let's add a little bit to that at the end there. Because do you believe Saquon is a better future investment because of Josh Jacobs, because of what we just saw on the internet? Like physically, how strong he is, how his body is, his workout. I'm not saying Josh Jacobs is pounding down pizza and rolling around. No. And like, oh, God. Well, they're different backs. Yeah. But they're different offenses. Like, like what they did. Here's, here's the thing. I feel like the way you can use Saquon, you, I mean, you can't, you can never really limit hits in the NFL. You're going to get hit and, and any hit could be the last hit. Like, Wide receiver, you Marvin Harrison taught us you can limit hits. Like, I remember growing up, it was, I want the guy who's fighting for that last inch. And then, like, oh, I hate Marvin Harrison. He always drops. He, like, doesn't take any contact. And then all of a sudden, you realize, like, Marvin Harrison's almost never really injured. He's banged up a little bit. He's never injured. You're like, huh, availability is important. But, like, Saquon, you can you get the bottom of the flat more. So, like, Jacobs can do a lot of those things, not to the level Saquon can. But they used Jacobs like a battering ram last year. He had the ball constantly. It was almost like they ran him going, hey, if you make it through, we'll keep you. If you don't, we'll let you go. I'm going to make you very excited here. As a Raider yeah, fan, and, and you listening, if you're a Giant fan, I'm going to get you really excited here. Because this is a trend in the NFL that people don't address enough. We all know the NFL has become an imitator league. It has been for a really long time. You can see certain rosters are built because, oh, he played for the Patriots. Get him in here. Hurry, hurry. Get him in. He's a Patriot. Raiders, yeah. We've watched certain offenses evolve. I think back to the Wildcat that the Dolphins for a while, nobody could stop the Wildcat. The RPO with Colin Kaepernick, nobody could stop that for a while. Uh, RG3. There are certain times where a certain system works and then it doesn't anymore. And that becomes the trend in the NFL. Don't do it anymore. Let's use running quarterbacks for an example, right? Like I gave you that example of running quarterbacks of Kaepernick and RG3, and then it went away for a little bit. Then everyone backed off. Pre. Michael Vick, there was a time when Vick had everything happen off the field that people backed away from running quarterbacks. Now, because of the success of Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Mahomes to a degree, people look at quarterbacks who can move out of the pocket and are like, of course, why wouldn't you draft this guy? Like, this makes our offense better with mobility. Let's think about the running back position for a second here because I know we point to contracts like Zeke, but boy, that didn't work out. Mm -mm. Le'Veon Bell, that didn't work out. And I know I've placed the blame on those two is those two in particular have hurt what's happened to the running back position. It's really not those two. It's Todd Gurley. Remember Todd Gurley? Todd Gurley was on the Rams. And Todd Gurley's knee was a mess. But everyone's like, no, no, no. Todd Gurley, because of that first year with Sean McVay, he's put up unbelievable fantasy numbers. They got to bring him back. They got to bring him back. They got to bring him back. Everyone's screaming from the rooftops. Jeff Fisher's a bum. Sean McVay saved Todd Gurley. You got to pay Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley, I believe his deal was four years, $80 million. 
like 60 guaranteed, something like that. Maybe it was 60 million, 40 guaranteed. Todd Gurley's knees stunk. He was cut after two years. And since that moment, Sean McVay's backfield's been a mess. But everyone looks at Sean McVay and says he's a genius. He's so smart. Of course, we're going to follow what Sean McVay does now. If you even have a cell phone number, you might be the head coach in the NFL. What I hope it happens is this, LeVac. Your guy, Josh Jacobs, tears it up for the Raiders in 2023. Giant fan, Saquon plays on the tag this year and tears it up for the Giants in 2023. And they say, you know what? Enough with this nonsense. Saquon can ball. Josh Jacobs can ball. Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, whatever he gets signed. Derek, all these guys. Let's stop the nonsense. We can't keep ignoring how good these guys are. Because four years ago, Sean McVay signed a dude who's got whatever he's got going. He's got the knees of an 80-year-old. Let's stop. That's how I hope gets Raider fan and Giant fan happy. That this nonsense of, oh, maybe we shouldn't sign Saquon. Well, he just squatted 600 pounds. Yeah, but I don't know. Josh Jacobs led the NFL in rushing and he's not 30 years old. Should we sign him? I don't know. Sean McVay's not doing it. Belichick's not. Well, Who cares? They're good. You know, like I hope these guys buck the trend and end up being fantastic this year so we get back to reality with this. That Rams situation, too, if you remember, it, it, it it's a double bang bad for guys trying to get paid because you get, you get stomped in the Super Bowl because you don't have Gurley. But then the next year, Gurley, okay, here and there, whatever. When he finally shuts down, they bring back C.J. Anderson, who was not the C.J. Anderson that you knew from, He's fat. from back in the Yeah, there you go. He was, he, was, he, was, he was more of a wrecking ball build. He, was, he had more of a Mike Tolbert build to him. And C.J. Anderson went off. Like, he looked great. And he couldn't, to the point that you're making, that he wasn't in tip-top physical condition at that time, his post-game interviews, he sounded completely winded like every single time in every one of those post-game interviews. But it was good to see him go out there and, and just get after it and get an opportunity and and literally run with it when he got it. But, yeah, the winded in the post-game interviews, to go from Todd Gurley, who was a special athlete whose knee was shot, to C.J. Anderson, who was legitimately on the couch when they called him, and the offense didn't miss a much of a beat. It does, it does hurt the whole argument of, hey, I'm going to really reward my running back because as long as I have the right guys who understand what I'm doing, I can go, I can go forward. And the way, the way the current contracts are, your rookie deal, if you if you drafted in the first round, is five years. You know, I get four with an option, and then I get, a, and then I get a franchise. I get another franchise. Am I being too optimistic about the running back position with that take? Like, I think so. I, I think, I think, because the business of it is there. Like, um, I can't remember what insider it was that said running backs drafted in the first round, there should be an option to get out after three years of their contract, which I mean, obviously is never going to happen because if I'm a tight end or if I'm a guard or quarter, whoever after three years, I'm going to look at everybody and go, well, why, why, why does he get to start over? Well, cause the, they're not really fair deals for the running backs. Okay. Well then they're not fair deals for me either. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. uh, like Boomer Sison tells a story when they used to do the quarterback club. It was the, it was like him, Marino, all, uh, all those guys, Kelly, they had this like special little side deal that they were doing. And the NFLPA finally came up and went, yeah, you're going to stop that. Yeah, no, no. You already get paid. Well, you're going to stop doing a whole like quarter, but you're, you're going to stop. <laughs> That's over. 
early 90s that was going on, late 80s yeah. with Boomer? Because there was like a video game called the Quarterbacks Club, right? Yeah, and they yeah. had like the marketing, branding, and all of that. And the best part of that was that was when they were really focused on the QB challenges and stuff. So you'd see like the strongest arm, like Jay Schrader, who he was a pitcher for the Blue Jays before he became a quarterback for the Ra- well, a quarterback for uh, the Washington franchise, then the Raiders. And he just, he was not a good quarterback, but he had the strongest arm ever. That dude could throw through a brick wall. So you watch him in the contest. Like, as a Raiders fan, one week I'm watching him tackle Marcus Allen in the backfield while he hands him the football. The next, he's winning competitions. It was great. You, um, you had a, did, did you have a story you wanted to share? I, I thought you might have wanted to tell me something. Uh, I, no. You sure? Yeah. Okay. I, I do have a story. I do, I do want to ask something about that Barkley thing, though, before okay. we get to that story. Okay. Do you see the Giants turning on Saquon? And um, let me rephrase that. What happens a lot of times in these contract negotiations is by the time July and August hits, let's say Saquon doesn't go to camp. I don't expect him to go to camp. I, until he has to get start getting fined by the league or how that whole process goes and how the deadlines have changed, post-COVID, everything else. Jacobs, I can see getting criticized by the Raiders because they want him there and just how the Raiders have handled some players in the past. Sorry, Levesque, but I know there's been changes for management. Yep. The Raiders have been a little bit more outspoken when it comes to stars, maybe more, more of the Raiders. adversarial. Yeah, I think that's a better way to describe it. Right. The Giants haven't, even when we'll they Odell. a little bit, but Dable doesn't strike me as that guy. No, but even like the Odell stuff, and our memories might not remember this correctly, and I'm talking more so Giant fan here, that a lot of people thought in that camp with Odell that the Giants were like criticizing Odell and he should cut. Co- that never happened. It didn't. Like Coughlin new- kind of did. Coughlin did? A little more vague, but he did it. But it was more McAdoo at the end there, too, where everybody every day at camp wanted that Odell quote so bad. Yeah. They were, please yeah. rip Odell today. Please, 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 please. Odell was fine. The Giants were fine. Odell finally got paid. Odell got traded. Do you think this will be different for Saquon, that there's going to be a point this summer that somebody says something from the Giants, and all of a sudden it's like, uh-oh. They're moving on from Saquon, or there is some bad blood, or maybe the bad blood's already there. I, I feel like it just feels like business right now, and not bad blood between the Giants and Saquon. The thing about that, I think, keeps that from happening on two levels. Level one, Saquon is just—he's, and this could be completely wrong, but he seems like just a good guy. Like he just seems Saquon seems like the dude that if he was dating your daughter, you'd be like, huh. I mean, I don't. I wish no one was dating her, but okay. That, that, at least he's very, he's polite and he's nice and he's got, he's got earning potential. He seems like he seems like the like if I was going to try to sell something on a national scale, Saquon Barkley would be one of the people I wanted in like a car, shoes, whatever. I, you know, world class smile, great looking dude, smart, all those like seems pleasant, all these things. You could lose a, a public relations battle with him real fast by being a jerk. The best thing you do is, oh, we wish he was here. We look forward to seeing him. You know, we can't. We we won't comment on open contract negotiations. We love Saquon because if the fans turn on him, that's one thing. If you turn on him, there's a chance the fans look over at him and go, "Did you see when he squatted like 600 pounds? <laughs> remember that? Oh my God! Remember remember when he did that one handed catch? Oh my God! I got Saquon in the second round of my fantasy football yeah, draft. That's right. a steal, man. How'd that even right. happen? Well, I didn't know when he was going to come back on the field. I didn't know if he was going to get traded. I just did a, a, a card opening, and I got a Saquon rookie. I love Saquon. He's the best. Um, Ooh, the card opening is a more current reference. I like that one, LeVac. Yeah. I've seen people do it. 
I never, I've never done it. I think that like that, that might be something I would be interested in at least messing around with. The problem is, you know me, I don't do anything halfway. Like I would all of a sudden I'd own like $7,000 worth of freaking cards. And then a month later, I'd be like, I don't care about any of this. Um, you know, let's save your story for, for coming up. We'll do it. We'll do that. Uh, next. I, I got to tease it though. I have to tease okay. it because you know, and you listen to the show, you know this too. I have begged and pleaded for a social media beef. I've got on my knees and said, please, can a media member beef with LeVac and I? I need this. I, I grew up in the world of media that I would love a rivalry, but I got what I asked for. Right. And it wasn't a media member. There's a beef going on my social media page, and I've got to get to it. We have to clear this whole thing up. Yeah, that sounds great because, I, I mean, thank God I wasn't in any kind of beef with an NFL superstar all, all, all spring. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Twitching, can't even talk. You know what, man? I'm going to tell you if if you want to elevate your Twitter beef, maybe you should talk to Elevation Ten Thousand. Uh, listen, Elevation Ten Thousand. Like I'm, I'm kind of joking, but like the way, the way you love that kind of stuff, guys. I could see you talking to Dave McLeod over at Elevation Ten Thousand. Him going, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to shoot a great video of you talking about so and so. We're going to put it out over a digital marketing plan that we've got, which will make sure it ends up in front of the same people that that person is trying to get in front of. And we're going to do this as because I've had those conversations with Elevation Ten Thousand. They're <laughs> they're strategic and they're great. And then he's going to go. Meanwhile, we're going to have a nice shirt made up for you with your Levant Gaz logo on it, or and it'll say so and so sucks right across the front. We'll print those up for you, no problem. In the background, <laughs> we'll have a very nice sign made for you and a, a vinyl sign. It's going to look beautiful. Your logo and everything. It's going to say so and so sucks. And then it's going to have your Twitter Twitter handle on it. Like these are the kind of like like you you think I'm kidding. <laughs> These are the things I only know about these things because I sat down with Dave and the crew over at Elevation 10,000. Like, they do all these things. If you need a rivalry, if you've got <laughs> some competition going on, you want to go back and forth, whether it's a slow pitch or fast pitch, softball, baseball, kickball, fantasy football, fantasy football this is the stuff. All that can happen. And, you know, we just talked about fantasy football, too. Maybe you want to build a league and you want people to follow it. You need help marketing it, digital website. You want a way to promote your business. If you're starting a business this summer, I would love for Elevation 10,000 to get a phone call about someone selling lemonade locally and they start blowing up like a lemonade stand for someone. I think all <laughs> that would be really cool. Just like random, just random, just beefs. Yeah. Just start putting put them out there. But like, think about what I just told you, like jokingly for a, a Twitter beef. Now apply that to what you're trying to accomplish with your business. The right signage, the right gear, the right message, the right place in front of the right people. That's what Elevation 10,000 can do for you. Elevate your brand with Elevation 10,000. Gaz is beef. That sounds terrible. Coming up next right here, Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. Above and beyond fire. Do you knock on wood? Are you superstitious, guys? This is Money Money Boston's never had to knock on wood. you knock on wood? Are you like, what do you do? Do you have superstitious stuff? I think some. This is a stupid quote from Michael Scott in the office. Not superstitious. I'm a little stitious. I think I stole that from you too. You're the same way, right? I'm. I'm. Well, I, I. It depends on my mood. I'll catch myself doing that and stuff. I remember when I was like, you'll see me run around. Like if I if I make a really bold claim or somebody makes one on my behalf, you'll see me run looking for like where I gotta hit something. I want to do it. Um, I was quickly I if, if I win a bet quickly, I'd be like, obviously I won because I had you know a shoe left shoe untied. I can't tie it now. You know, like small things like that. When success is coming, I don't want to change it. When I was a kid, I was like that. Like if I sat in this part of the couch and the Yankees won a game, and then the next day I sat down different, they started losing. I would like shove family members, pets, babies. Didn't matter. We're get out of the way. I need to sit there so the Yankees win. All right. So listen, you you've. 
I'm I haven't I haven't seen this, so I don't know if I'm proud of you. I love that you stand up for yourself, but I do think that sometimes you um you you imagine or exaggerate these these things that are done against you. So please tell please tell us what your beef is. All right. Your beef is strong. So this is going to be maybe the second time today. I have one later on I want to get to about generational things that happen on social media. This is one of them. Yeah, you're very angry lately. No, no, no I, angry. I don't sound angry. I'm not I know, angry. I know what's happening. Your house is full of children and women, and you can't win any arguments, so you come here and just vent. That's why I signed up for this profession. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought this is the healthiest thing to do. You know how many guys who just want a live microphone and say things into it and then get told they can't say anything when they're... Anyways, all right, that's, that's too much therapy today. Okay, here's what happened. Do you know Sam? He hangs out with John Longton. He's done a lot of stuff marketing-wise here in the area. He hangs out at a, a pub across the street from you, Albany. Have you met Sam before? He's a big Chicago Bear fan. Listens to the show. Um, active on social. You might, you might. It's like around Albany or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. I know so Sam. you do know yeah. him, okay? Yeah. So a little quick backstory here. Uh, Barstool Sports. Dave Portnoy. Uh, Syracuse won the best college. Uh, bar scene. So Syracuse, New York won the award. Sam had gone to Twitter and said, hey, you should go to Tully's, a, a restaurant in Central New York. Port- Which is the, that's the chicken tender place. The chicken tender place. Okay. Best chicken tenders on earth. That's how they market themselves. Fine. Portnoy saw it. Said, I don't know why this guy's so obsessed with chicken tenders, but I'll go eat the tenders. He goes, he eats the tenders. Oh, I remember this. And they, he said they were okay. They weren't as good as Raising Cane's, he said. Yeah. Okay. Like he went and, went and did it, but he got 7 million views. Off of the visit. Okay. So Sam wrote a note to Tully. He said, like, hey, man, I'm the guy who, like, sent that. Okay. He's like, all right. So Tully sent him, like, a. I want to make sure I get this right. Tully sent him a free T-shirt, a 100-buck gift card, and shouted him out on the Instagram page. Said, we owe you big time if Aww. he actually stops in. So they sent a $100 gift card, package full of T-shirts, hat, and everything else. Nice. Sam then went to tw- uh, went to Facebook. And Sam posted all this stuff, and he wrote, $100 doesn't get you much at Tully's these days. I've been promoting Tully's my whole life, and I get Portnoy stomping in. Long story short, I don't know if the social media person for Tully's doesn't like me, scared I might take their job or their boss save the other gift cards Ooh. for themselves, but I need to have a direct conversation with this family. Ooh. Facebook, do your magic. I see all the gossip and drama on here. Someone I'm friends with has to have a second cousin or something. What the? So from that post, I'm it's like, aggressive. Very aggressive. So I know Sam. Sam's a hustler. Sam is, this is his thing. He's marketing himself. I'm like, okay, sports connection here with Barstool, Central New York connection with businesses. He's marketing himself. I'm going to share the post because I know him. I've gotten two messages, one public, one private. I won't okay. say the person's name who sent me something private. He wrote, okay. hey, do you know the Sam Tully's kid? I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, it'd be nice. Right or wrong, this guy shouldn't get anything for that post. I'm like, ooh, okay. okay. Nathaniel wrote on Facebook, Dude, Sam, you're a clown, bro. You're ignorant. Talk about entitled for free stuff. Nobody asked this dude to send you anything. Care package, 80 bucks full of free stuff, and you're complaining? What's wrong with you? Sam wrote back, let me chime in real quick. My influence costs far more than $100. I get a $500 or $50 credit for referencing someone in a parking garage. These guys get national awareness, and I only get 100 bucks. I accidentally started a feud on my Facebook page, which is usually used for personal stuff. But I think this is an odd thing that now crosses over to the sports world. Look, there's the beef. He feels like he deserves more. We just came off a conversation talking about Saquon Barkley. 
Is this the future, LeVac? Like, college athletes we're going to cover, 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds, they understand their value and worth better than anybody maybe in the history of mankind because they can pull up numbers and say, look what my post did. Look what my reach is. Look what my value is. Did Sam go over the line and was too aggressive with people coming at him with comments? Or is this the future of pro and more so college sports of, no, 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 no. Tell me where I'm wrong. I know my influence, awareness. I know what I'm worth. I think it's it's odd here because it's weird when it's in front of your face, but I don't think Sam's wrong. I do. Yeah. I do. Oh, my God. I think he's wrong. Man. I, I respect the hustle. Like you, you, Maybe that's why I don't want to say he's wrong, well, because I respect the hustle so much here. Yeah, and look, I don't – that's the only reason I'm not going both barrels right now. Like, guys, I show up and I mow your lawn, you hand me 20 bucks. Well, dude, I'm supposed to get 100 to mow your lawn. Well, I didn't ask you to mow my lawn. I'm, I'm, I'm politely handing you the $20 in my pocket and my appreciation. Like, you get – all of a sudden, I'm going to start doing stuff for people and be like, no, my the going rate for that is you can't just – do that and just sit there and be like my influence is worth far more than a hundred dollars i only know who you are because you hang out with dudes who used to work with me like that's not like come on you think that would be like that'd be like me going on here right now and saying um you know gaz's pizza place i i i love it talk about it for 30 seconds and then call them and be like hey you owe me you owe me a hundred dollars wait why do i owe you well i talked about you well, that's going right for me to talk about you for 30 seconds. Well, I didn't ask you to. I appreciate it. Come by. I'll, I'll grab you a slice. Also illegal, but like, right. but like, it's just like, it's such a pretentious, like, dude, go to Tully's with the $100 gift card, post about it. And while you're there, have a conversation with them about, hey, listen, this is what I can do for your social media or whatever. This, I wouldn't work with this dude on anything now. Anything. I get why some people would feel like that. Like, okay, he thinks because he did something for the business, like you said, that didn't ask for it, he deserves more from that. Does he? Uh, maybe, but asking for it on social media is very odd. And, 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 no, they, and the word deserve, no. Could they give him more? Sure. W- you know, would they if he handled it differently? Maybe. The only the only plus side about this is now we're talking about him on, on this show. Like, he's actually marketing himself by being a pretentious jerk. Let, let me give St. Peter's as an example. Because in 2022, St. Peter's, the Peacocks, the greatest Cinderella story in March Madness history. That program stinks. They have not, that should have been a blowout against Kentucky in the 215 game. If this was an era where college athletes weren't getting paid, St. Peter's would have been the prime example of, hey, we aren't really worth that much. Nobody <laughs> knew our name. But we're about to go to the Sweet 16. We've got some demands here. Like, we're not coming to the game. There's like a whole movie based off of this, which doesn't age well because now athletes have been paid. And I'm sure oh, if they uh, All-American, maybe it's called or something, yeah, or the National I, Championship. Like, that movie would have been fine in the mid-2010s. But now the college athletes can get paid. It doesn't. Nobody gets it. It looks like science fiction now. But there was a point not too long ago where an athlete understood, like, hey, if we get bumped in the first round of the round of 64 or we make it to the Sweet 16, there's a hell of a lot more eyeballs and ears on me than it ever was before. I now have an increased value. There are people that try to cash in as soon as they – like Baby Gronk's dad, right? Like oh, that's a five, minute of, yeah, a five minutes of fame thing. There are people who are going to have five minutes of fame 
and more so than ever before, try to cash in on that. Like, oh, there's Balloon Kid. Oh, there's that little guy who was screaming about bagels, like Bagel Guy. There's going to be this Bagel yeah. Boss. Like, there are going to be people who do this constantly. Well, like, it, I got 10 I million views. I should be paid this. And then they're out. I, again, I... I it, he, it's he, dirty, it's yucky, it's odd, but I don't know if it's the future. Ugh. It was pretty cool on a level that he did it the way he did it in the beginning. But again, like unless there's maybe there's details we don't know. Maybe there was a conversation with him and Tully's at some point. Who knows? Maybe then I could see it. But he just comes off like cringy. Like I wouldn't. There's nothing about this that makes me go, "Oh, I would like for him to help me get influence now." Like this, it's just uh, I don't. His brand is arrogance now. His brand is entitlement now. That's his brand in my eyes. You know the wrestler MJF, right? Uh, I'm aware of him. I don't know a lot there, about there's him. There's a story out there. Ariel Helwani, who covers MMA, he's now independent. He does a bunch of different stuff. Helwani was doing an interview with him, and the interview is about to start. This wasn't on camera. And he goes, all right, well, uh, did you Venmo me the money? And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, you think I'm doing this for free? Like Now that sounds like a heel a bad guy wrestler. Which but but there, Levac, you and I have worked with people who wanted to get paid to do stuff. Like yeah. there's there's a part of it where it's like, okay, if you keep that private, maybe that's a more professional way to do. Well, it. no, you negotiate that beforehand. Like, um, Buster only. I'll say the name. Buster didn't so much care about his talent fee, but at the same time, it it, it gave him a reason to lock out the hour. Remember when we had him come to the hideaway? You, were you you were in the room when I was negotiating that with him, right? No. Oh, you weren't there when it, so the negotiation went like this. Buster, how much do you get paid for a live appearance? He goes, What 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 do you have? And I'm like, well, no, like what do you he's like, Levac, you're my friend. I'll be in the area. What do you, get, tell me what number is comfortable for everybody? And I was like, Well, that's really nice of you, but I want to be able to tell people what you get. He goes, I've gotten the kind of numbers that would blow your mind to go talk to a school. And I've gotten $200 to go to a bar. Like, like basically like I don't have a set number. It's, it's what, what makes sense for that situation is what we do. And I was just like, it was, it was driving me insane because I just wanted him to give me a number. He didn't care. It wasn't about that, but it was pre-negotiated. So it was always taken care of and it was done. It was friendly. Not like, can you imagine if he started calling in like, just saw oh, the elevation ten thousand phone lines ringing. And, hey, I just here's what's going on in baseball. Okay, cool, thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. See you around. Buy a beer next time I see you. And then he was, like all, all of a sudden we get an invoice. Oh no, I'm supposed to get X amount every time I come on. Like, what? Might be an apples and oranges example here, but this could be the future too. I know the media world changes, especially with today with some news coming from the four letter network. But can you imagine a reporter does that in the future? Like, hey, uh, I know you just got drafted, but. I, uh, I wrote an article about you when you were 17, and that kind of blew up, so you owe me some money here. Right. Like I, I know that's a joke out loud to some people. What's what this guy did? There you go. Wow. Arrogance, man. Arrogance. Arrogance, my friends. Um, top four of four is on the way. But uh, right now, I'll tell you about our good friends. You know who's not arrogant? Our friends at Mohawk Chevrolet. They are definitely not. They're just there to help you find new roads. That's what they do. Get you in the perfect vehicle, the right deal for you. And now with Car Bravo, it's not just the amazing selection of Chevrolets that they have, which is, you know, I'm a bow tie guy. I love my Chevy. It is a just selection of everything. With Car Bravo, you go through, you click, okay, I want a manual transmission. I want this. I want this. I want this. I want this. Uh, makes models all available to you. Find the right vehicle. And now it is backed by Mohawk Chevrolet because of Car Bravo. So just another another way 
that they go out of their way to please you at Milwaukee Chevrolet. So, my friends, while you're enjoying yourself this weekend, but you're looking at the car, you're like, I hate that car. I hate that car. Think about going to Car Bravo. Think about swinging by Mohawk Chevrolet and upgrade. You deserve it. You really, really do. This week's about freedom. You should have the freedom to drive what you love. Find new roads to Car Bravo at Mohawk Chevrolet, where they always go out of their way to please you. Top 4 4 is next on Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. I'll come at you with these golf clubs like a tiger cat, Abinashi. Sorry. All right. <laughs> uh, time for the four biggest stories in the world of sports. Brought to you by Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Guys, what you got for the fourth story? I wonder how a Red Sox fan and Major League Baseball fan feels about this. The Los Angeles Dodgers superstar, Mookie Betts, has said he's going to compete in this year's home run derby. Ooh. July 10th, Julio Rodriguez, Vlad Guerrero Jr. are some names as well to be competing in this year's home run derby. Juan Soto, number one, last year's. In fact, I bring this up in the top four at four today because the NBA dunk contest always gets grief about superstars not participating. The NBA's all-star games rough. The Pro Bowl is gone. Doesn't even exist anymore. Again, another thing I feel like baseball doesn't get enough love for, stars competing in this signature event that is the Home Run Derby. Yeah, and it's, 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 pardon the the phrase, it's been hit or miss in the past. Like, you don't, you don't always get all the guys you want. Um, You you get the complaint of it ruining their swing for the rest of the season, stuff like that. So it's like, we talked about superstitions earlier. As much as I love to see you know, Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, who maybe Rizzo. I think Rizzo would be just I think Rizzo would be entertaining. I don't know if he would hit a ton of home runs, but he'd be entertaining to see. As much as I'd love to see it, I'm always nervous when they're in it because it's like, well, what if it does screw up their swing for the rest of the year? But uh, to have a guy like Mookie Betts in it, that's great. He's again, you got the personality plus the swing. That'll be a lot of fun to see. Um they they do well. There's always there's always one or two you wish got in that didn't. But it yeah, they Bigger names in the Home Run Derby than the dunk contest by far. For a while, I thought, you know what? Why the Home Run Derby is so popular is because it's such a slow day in sports, and the Home Run Derby has become a great idea. Hey, there's nothing going on because of the off-seasons of the sports. The eyes will go on the Home Run Derby. I'm not sure if baseball is pressuring these guys to do it. I've never read a report there. Like, they better be out there. They better... Now, I know there's more money involved with the Home Run Derby. I know there's more incentives, yeah. and there are reasons why players want to do it. Branding, marketing. It's a really cool event. Haters would call it just batting practice. It's not batting practice anymore because there's a clock, there's money balls, there's way yeah. to hit. It's whoever changed it. I've beaten this dead horse over and over. Whoever's behind that deserved a raise, deserved yeah. a promotion because the home run derby really was never broken. And it's even better now, just like a lot of the rules in baseball now are better. They added drama, they spread they sped it up. Is it, yeah, really good. Story number three this is what happens on a two hour show. Okay. Stories will happen that we really don't get a chance to talk about, and by the time Friday comes, like, ooh, I think we might have missed that. We might need to have a what did we miss on Fridays coming up that. soon. I like that idea. Because it's about Christoph Porzingis. Porzingis is going to be a Boston Celtic, but he told the story he wasn't exactly sure if it was going to be the Boston Celtics. Porzingis said this, quote, it was a crazy day for me. 
I was about to go to sleep. Then I heard the news that the trade didn't go through, but that kept me up for a little bit as well. Then it was back home at 4 a.m. So I was like, I'll go to sleep, see what happens. Turns out he woke up and Christoph Porzingis was on the move. Back seven foot three, Christoph Porzingis. You and I were on the air when the New York Knicks so many seasons ago picked him. And it's one of our takes that I think is very island-like when it first happened. But you and I felt the same way. We both had issues about Porzingis. We were both okay the day that he was dealt from the Knicks. We were at Radio Row that day. And people were looking at us thinking, like, all the New York guys are going to hate this that they traded Porzingis. We both were like, we don't think he's as good as people make him out to be. Now, with all that being said first, could we be maybe wrong about his new home in Boston? Um, I think he could be... A, a contributing factor to a very good Boston team. But I'm also going to say I don't think it was a smart move. Because smart was your dude, man. He was the toughness of that squad. He's the defensive player that nobody wanted to go against. And he gone. And now you get a guy who is injured a lot. His brothers are a problem. And, you know, you have to change the entire process that you play by. So does this fit the scheme that they want to have more? If yes, good move. But to give up potentially the best defensive player in the NBA, mm, I don't love that. I mean, I do love it as a Knicks fan. Don't get me wrong. But I don't love it if I'm a Celtics fan. Yeah. It's been the Wizards. It's been the Knicks. It's now been the Celtics. I'm, I'm sure I'm missing one in between there, too. Yeah, of, the uh, Dallas. Thank you, Dallas. That's right. And Dallas, the Dallas one was huge. Dallas gave him the contract. Yep. Dallas extended for Yes. Yeah. So look, you're seven foot three. You got a great skill set. If we're going to look at Victor Webinyan and look at him at seven foot five and say everyone thinks he's the greatest prospect ever, then all of a sudden seven foot three, oh, Porzingis has the unicorn. It. He if he does what he was supposed to do, great. Mm. He hasn't always been. He hasn't always been healthy. He's had some lower body issues, which I always flag for seven footers. Mm-hmm. I, I know you don't like the deal by Boston. Porzingis is now at a point because he's still relatively young, and I, I temper that because he's not getting any younger, you know, duh. That eventually you guys can't keep taking flyers on this guy. Like, no, no, I think he's going to work for us now. He didn't work for New York, kind of. He didn't really work for Dallas. He didn't work for... No, no, no. We're the ones who can figure out this seven foot three guy. If you can figure it out and you made the move and you, you gave up what you gave up for him, you can say you're smarter than everybody else. And maybe Brad Stevens is going to scream out he's smarter than everybody else. I have no reason to believe it's going to work in Boston. I think it's worth a shot at a seven foot three. If it works out, you could win a championship with Kristaps Porzingis. But you could also look back and say uh, he was injured a bunch as well. Boston tried getting aggressive and bold and say, "How do we catch? How do we beat Miami? Yeah. How do we stay consistent over Milwaukee?" Maybe that's it. We don't have anybody who can guard the Greek freak and Joel Embiid. Porzingis, you, you don't. don't. Maybe you don't, I was gonna say you don't have to be a score. Can you just be a body? Can you yeah. D up, man? Well, you're maybe third. you're a D guy now. You're the third guy. You're the third guy. So if you're the third guy, maybe it works. But again, I think losing Marcus Smart is a terrible thing because that, that's the kind of defense you can't just get anywhere. Story number two here, it's the Boston Red Sox. Red Sox fan, you've had Boston at number one for most of the week in this spot. You guys are back to number here, number two of the top four. For Red Sox, Blue Jays tonight. Our coverage will get underway at 6.05. That Canadian national there. Our <laughs> coverage will start at 6.05. 7.07 is the first pitch. Canadian National Anthem out. In Canada, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Paxton on the mound for the Red Sox. Well, fact, these teams are hard to figure out because the Blue Jays had so much hype in the preseason. We thought Boston would be a last place team. But if you evaluate these series for both teams, 
Toronto is still in that wild card position with Houston and the Angels not too far back and Boston slowly slipping. Boston gets beat up a few times here by Toronto. You might be right what you've been saying. It's already over for the Red Sox. It is, but there is the... Listen, I think they've played four times so far this year. The Red Sox are 4-0 against the Blue Jays this year. And not many people came into the season expecting a lot from the Red Sox. It's you're dirt, you're in a rebuild. You're 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 figuring out where you're going to be and what you're going to be. I think Cora is not a real manager. I think he's a cheater, and I think that's why he's won in the past. But the Blue Jays are supposed to come in and handle business. The Blue Jays were supposed to be a favorite to potentially win the American League East, maybe win the American League, and maybe even go to the World Series. Alec Manoa has been nothing close to what you expect him to be. Um, they haven't scored as many runs as you expect them to run. I could see this being a night where Sox take the Blue Jays down tonight, and then maybe the rest of the series goes the other way. Did you see he got crushed in rookie ball? Did you yeah. see that story? Yeah. Rookie ball. What was it, 11 hits? Oh, no, 11 runs. He, he, yeah, he just got absolutely shelled in one inning, just destroyed. And it's weird because he was such a dominant big man. Like, he owned the Yankees. The Yankees, I think the Yankees had a batting average against him that was like sub 100 for like three or four seasons. And then all of a sudden, he's just, he can't pitch. He's just, he lost it. Story number one, we're giving both New York teams love here. The Mets host the Giants. 7 10 first pitch for that one. Carlos Carrasco on the mound for the Mets. And the New York Yankees travel for an interleague matchup. They take on the St. Louis Cardinals. 8 15 matchup at Bush Stadium for that one. Severino on the mound. For the Yankees. Let's do Mets first quickly. We got about a few minutes here. Uh, you guys can you stop stinking, please? Because the Giants are good. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know. They just they the Mets have as much talent as anyone. Highest payroll in baseball. You've got your injuries. You lost Diaz. That's a huge loss at the beginning of the year. But the bottom line is they just don't seem to be a winner. Like they just they there's times you see teams that that Listen, they're the tin band. They have no heart. And I think that's kind of what you're looking at with the Mets right now. They've accepted they're losing. You go out there, you have Scherzer pitch well, you have Verlander pitch well, and it's and it's just never enough. There's something about this team when you play against consistently strong franchises like the San Francisco Giants have been for 15 years plus now that I put a lot of doubt, especially for weekend games like this. We flipped over to the Yankees and Cardinals. Cardinals are struggling, yeah. and you rarely see that out of them. Severino, Friday night. Hometown crowd, you know, it's going to be popping even when the Cardinals are struggling. It's a really passionate fan base. There's going to be a lot of Yankee fans there. Uh, I was going to say, it should be a really good atmosphere. I'm not going to push it to this big game and the things we've covered at Severino. This is a spark continued because we mentioned at the top of the show, you're going to get the Cardinals, you're going to get the Orioles. It could be a nice stretch of games coming up here for Yankee fans. That little, that that spark of fire that you started by beating up on the A's two straight nights. Domingo Herman came out, gave you a perfect game. You know, you then came back late, put, put a crooked number on the board. Now, all of a sudden, you've got another team that's... Listen, they're not playing a lot better than the A's. <laughs> you can keep this thing going. Take those embers, turn them into a fire, march back home, take on the Orioles. Who knows? By the by, the end of the half of this season, the first half, going to the All-Star break, you could be at least in second place in the American League East. You And if you do that, do the Orioles have the mental capacity, the toughness to go ahead and rebound from that. Young team, good team, playing solid baseball. Can they come back if you take their spot now? 
When you said mental capacity in Orioles, I was just like, Levac just called me dumb. Is that what he just did? Not you personally. Not this time, at least. No, I know you're <laughs> you're smart. Yeah. So yeah. So a lot of lot of Fourth of July weekend. A lot of cool things going on. You know this this Fourth of July weekend as we as we prepare ourselves to celebrate the the birthday of this beautiful nation, my friends. USA, USA, USA. USA. I'm with you. I like that. Um, real quick, I want to tell you about my my friends over at the uh, Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa with Dr. Fred Dreer. These guys are phenomenal. Just boom, 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 boom. What? What? Yay. Just boom, 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 boom. What? What? Yay. Just boom, 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 boom. What? What? I'm sleeping. No, you're not. You're snoring. And I was like, well, you're down the hall. Yeah, you're keeping us up. The cats all are hiding. All right, I'll put my mouthpiece in. And then I slept great. It's weird, too, because pre-mouthpiece, I was having nightmares, bro. I was, like, the dreams were terrible. Put the mouthpiece in, slept great. My mouthpiece is what keeps my snoring down and what controls my sleep apnea. Some people need masks. Some people need surgery, whatever. After talking to Dr. Fred Dreher and the team at the Integrative Sleep Center, I'm able to live with good thing nature statistically it's still alive unlikely good thing nature's got your back fox sports radio 95 9 980 the voice of the capital region sports fan how you doing duff levac tom Goslowski with you well levac guys how you, how you doing guys you good i'm good that voice sounds more and more like somebody else but you know what i won't do that. who i'm not gonna say the name it just it feels like it's evolved into somebody it's not anybody in this building, though. No. Oh. Used to be. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. Anyways. I think that's just become, nah, anybody who's like a little pretentious, I think is what is what you, you that starts to, starts to, to filter through. So, good news, bad news, but I want to, I want to evaluate the bad news if you're a Knicks fan. Um, the, the, the good news is we're getting the band back together. Which makes me very excited. Josh Hart is exercising his twelve point nine million dollar option to stay with the Knicks. Twelve uh, nine for Hart and what he had had been. It wasn't all the time, but there were points where he played his best basketball. It felt like as a pro in the Knicks uniform last year. So twelve nine for him to be around, I think, is phenomenal. That's great. You know, it makes Jalen Brunson happy. Maybe if Dante uh, Divincenzo ends up being part of the Knicks. You, they've got that familiarity with each other, which sometimes really pays dividends. So I, I think really good. Josh Hart's back. That doesn't. You can't think of any negative part of that, right? I mean, it's all good. No, the only thing that popped in my head there was about how potentially the money would. It doesn't matter. It's already in. Like, yeah. is he worth that amount of money when you compare him to potential contracts that are waiting in the league and everything? It doesn't matter. Like that's what they paid him. That's what he's going to get paid, and they're going to roll with it from there. And twelve nine again for any. You know, he wasn't always a starter. He 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 started from time to time, but he contributed almost every game. Twelve nine in the NBA for a guy who contributes to every game. Hello, <laughs> good to go. Thank you. Appreciate I you. Can't think of any negatives. He's been a good part of the team. I guess if I really was nitpicking, when we go back and rethink the playoffs, 
you would have liked him to hit more threes, but he's not Steph Curry. You know, it's like right. if if you're going to try to force him into a yeah. role in a series, that's you didn't sign up for that. Honestly, that's you could say that about the entire Knicks roster. I wish they hit more threes. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but he his his energy is always there, and it's fun. It's fun. So I like that. Here's the here's the potential bad. Okay, James Harden. As the as the show was was close to close yesterday, we got news that. He was opting in to the final year, the $35.6 million season with the Philadelphia 76ers, which would, you know, lead somebody like on the face. This is why I still hate the NBA because you hear, oh, he opted in. He's going to be a 76er. No, he opted in because sources say that the 76ers and Harden have agreed to move him. So he's like he 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 opted to stay with the 76ers for 35.6 million so that the 76ers could trade him somewhere else. Allegedly, the two teams that are most interested would be the Los Angeles Clippers and the New York Knicks. So here here's the deal. Like if it's the Clippers, so be it. Okay, cool. Bye-bye, you know, farther away from New York probably the better. But if it's the Knicks, and the more I hear people speak about this situation, it, it would appear as though they think that's actually the more likely destination, not not because of like fit in the offense, but ability to to move the right pieces to make the trade. Is there any way in God's green earth that he leads the league and assists as a member of the Knicks the way he did with the 76ers? Yeah. You think so? I don't. Why? Why is that? Well, I think... I think the 76ers is is potentially the first time since like maybe back in what Seattle or whatever the heck it was like James Harden was forced to come to terms with the fact that Joel Embiid is the bigger star it is his team and I am on it even when he was with Kyrie and Durant there were points where he looked around and was like I'm just as good as they are like it's you know whatever I think the only reason that he played unselfish basketball with the 76ers is because it was Embiid's team. Who's the guy on the Knicks that in any, in any assemblance of, of reality, James Harden's going to go, I probably should make sure I get the ball to so-and-so a bunch of times. I think he's going to be hoisting up like 50 shots a game. Yeah. I, I see where you're going with this take where it's, if he's going to be the star of the team, he's the best scorer on the team, he's right. the best one-on-one basketball player, why would I want my skill set of that player to be giving the ball out of his hands? I, I get the, the premise of what you're presenting here. I guess why I believe that Harding could still be a passer is that it's sort of his style of play, too. Where if he's going to, let's say the number's eight, okay? James Harding's going to average eight assists a game. Julius Randle point seven last year, by the way. Okay, ten point seven. Okay, but well, I'll take eight. I'll take eight. I'm, I'm, I'm just <laughs> right, right. In but, case somebody, I, I could just send somebody. Gone. Uh, hello. Uh, it was ten point seven. It's actually less. Eight, eight a game would have made him fifteenth in the league. Stupid. If he still passes to Randall when he's open, he can knock down a shot. If he passes to Jalen Brunson, he can knock down a shot. I think that's more about the style of the player rather than the skill set. Does that make sense to you? Like, I think everybody has a skill that they can pass and shoot in the NBA. That everybody, if they're put, Russell Westbrook's probably a better way to describe this, right? Like, if Russell Westbrook, and I think he's said this before, 
If Russell Westbrook wanted to get 45 points a game, I actually believe he can get 45 points a game. But he doesn't need to get 45 points a game. He's a better player when he's passing, rebounding, and distributing. He He doesn't pass much. He's had a double-digit multiple seasons of assists, but okay. some would ask okay. he for more. He doesn't pass enough. There, there okay. we go. Yeah, yes, all right, all right. exactly right. Like, it's weird to say this, and I know NBA guy, I'm talking athlete itself, says like they could go out and get 50. Like the mentality, the mindset, the arrogance. It's actually true. If they wanted their skill set to go get 45 points a game and just destroy the offense and lose by 20 every game, they could do it. If Jokic wanted to go out one game and say, I'm not going to score. I'm going to try to get 25 assists and 25 rebounds. Would anyone doubt he didn't have the skill set to do that and the style of how he plays basketball? Tonight, I'm not shooting. I'm just such a good passer and such a good rebounder. Watch, I go 20 and 20. When we had specialized players in the league, and I mean like Ben Wallace and Dennis Rodman, they were putting up hilarious stats for rebounds and blocks. Hilarious. So if James Harden wants to get 11 assists a game, he can do it. Is that the best way the New York Knicks can win basketball games if he becomes a Nick? No. So it's almost like we're both right here. Can he do it? Sure. Does he want to do it? Maybe. Okay. It's probably not the best success for a victory. Okay, well, let me ask. Let me move on to the next thing that worries me about this. Doesn't he stunt the growth of Jalen Brunson? Yes. Well, okay, because look, I know a lot of people are like, Jalen Brunson had a legit argument for MVP of the league last year. He he didn't get the the love, but the way he played, I don't think we've seen what he can really be yet. So he's got to have the ball in his hand. He's got to be making plays. He's got to be taking shots. I feel like he's a more point guard version of what what you see James Harden could be, where James Harden's more of a shooting guard who happens to play point guard version of what Jalen Brunson is. Now, if that, if somehow Tom Thibodeau can sit down and go, okay, all right, you're the, you're the point guard, Jalen Brunson. You're going to take X amount of shots. You're going to get the ball to Harden. He's going to take a lot of shots. And Harden, you're going to kick that ball back whenever you don't have a perfect shot. You're going to give up a decent shot for a good one. You're going to do that. Then I can and then I can I can kind of like almost out of curiosity want to see how it comes together. <clears throat> the the problem with that being some of the mock trades I've seen to make this happen do not include Julius Randle. So if we are now discussing a scenario where how often does Harden shoot, how often does Brunson shoot, how often does Randle get the ball? I just it feels like a meltdown waiting to happen to bring. James Harden into the Knicks. This is going to sound so bizarre, but I really believe this. What actually hurt the Knicks from getting James Harden and understanding what he could be as the player for the future was everything falling apart in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, when it was Kyrie, Harden, and Durant. And I couldn't stand that roster. Those are three guys I didn't like as a player all for different reasons, off-the-court stuff, sometimes the comparison to Carmelo, my guy, and Harden. There are reasons that I like those guys. But from an X's and O's, figuring out whether or not it's a good move to go get Harden or not for how his career progresses, let's play this game, right? Let's play it's Harden, Kyrie, and Durant on Brooklyn. There's your answer for Brunson. Okay, Kyrie's an all-star guard who wants the ball in his hands. Jalen Brunson's an all-star guard who wants the ball in his hands. If Harden could have played off of Kyrie, 
I don't know. Let's say he scores 22 a game, five assists, five rebounds, and they're winning. Durant's getting his. Harden's getting his. Kyrie's getting his. And they're all winning, and they got tough matchups on the floor. You have an idea of the role that Harden could play in another team, the Knicks. I didn't get enough of Harden, Durant, and Kyrie to say this style of Harden can work on other teams. The furthest we'd have to go back is, what, 2010, 2011, when it's that Oklahoma City Thunder roster, when mm. it's Durant, Harden, uh, Serge Ibaka, Russell Westbrook. That's 10-plus years ago. Nick fan, I know that sounds really weird, but I would have felt more confident if you could get more of Harden on Brooklyn to figure out if he could work in the other New York team. Yeah, I just, it feels, it feels very old school Knicks to me. And I, and I don't know what you have to give up. Like, if you're not giving up too much, or who knows? It, it could be okay. But bringing in a guy like Harden right now at the at the level of development this team is at feels like it's maybe 30 to 40% chance that it works. And we're talking 60, 70% chance it blows up in your face. Now, dream scenario for me, if somehow... I could figure out exactly what I want out of the world and it actually happened. Well, three team action, you know, Clippers get their, their James Harden. Knicks end up with Paul George. Can we get there? Is that a world I can live in? Cause I feel like that works. And I feel like that makes the team more mature and better. You, uh, sir bird on Twitter. Oh my goodness. I'm going to forget about the NBA. I want to say it's Scoot Henderson. There's another NBA draft prospect. There are a lot of Paul George fans, and I, I feel like Paul George fan, like you and Sir Burt and Scoot Henderson, got cheated out of Paul George. Yes. Because there were times where you watched Paul George with the basketball and thought, oh my God, like his skill set, everything he has, shooting, scoring, passing, getting to the rim, he's the future of the NBA. Every player is going to model their game after Paul George, and because of injuries and, and scheme and teams, we never really got to see how good Paul George could have been. I don't know what he is anymore. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm struggling to evaluate George even more than Harden on the Knicks because maybe it's just a wrap for Paul George. Like that, a Tracy McGrady, Grant Hill's a way better example. Grant Hill had that window where he could have been awesome and he kept getting hurt for the Magic Post Pistons. I feel like we're in that window with Paul George where like you're kind of hoping he's going to be that guy and injuries just might have derailed this thing. Yeah, but I think, again, I'm, I'm basing this on where the Knicks are now and and the nightmares I've lived through in the past where you you know you you mortgage your entire future future to bring in uh Stefan Marbury um you know Amari Stoudemire if he was healthier if the knees had anything left in him god only knows what that would have been um you know listen Mello with other pieces around him if you didn't give up your entire team to get him remember how good Denver played like right after that trade for like a there was like a window of I want to say like 20 30 games where Denver looked like world, they're like, wait a minute, <laughs> hold on a second here. I didn't like that stretch. <laughs> right, wasn't well, a fan of it. But I was saying it was like they played like a team and they played hard. The, this seems, this screams to me that kind of thing where a Paul George being added feels like you're adding to what you're already doing. Harden being added feels like you have to change everything you're doing to make it work. And and there's still a chance he's unhappy. I mean, this is a guy who ate his way out of Houston. And as a fat person, I respect the I, I respect what you did, the creativity. But it scares me. We all know there's a lot of good pizza down in New York City, right around Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Very nice slices uh, right there. Uh, all right, so the Knicks. Hey, look, at least they're involved. I guess the worst thing for all of this would be if they do nothing. 
<laughs> like, like if there's if after this is all done, the Knicks go into their opening day and like the again we brought back Josh Hart, we got Dante Divincenzo. I, like, I know, huh? I know, we've got the play of the day coming up, but wouldn't you say at this point the leader in the clubhouse is the Knicks doing nothing? No, not yet, not yet. But it's it's gaining speed. Like it's 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 one of those ones like we, we did a straw poll and it appears as though. Making a big move is being caught quickly by doing absolutely nothing. Oh, great. <laughs> Fantastic. It's being caught by Dante DiVincenzo. What the heck is that? Is that a Bond villain? No, he's a basketball player. You'll love him. He's great. Uh, all right. So play of the day coming up next. You have been uh, it's like gr- grumbling. I think the word I want to use is grumbling. You, like, you, you put it together. I, I commend you for putting it together when the mics are on. Gaz. But you are a grumbler today. So I would like if you got, if, if, if it's appropriate to do so, either in the commercials or coming up next, I need to know what the heck you're grumbling about. Okay? Because it's just, it's, it's making me, I'm, I'm afraid it's me. I don't know. Maybe I'm making you grumble. Uh, look, it's not even, it's a, definitely an age thing. I'm going to tell myself before the discussion. If, <laughs> well, then if it might be me. <laughs> if, if you're listening and you're 60, 50, 40, 30, oh, 20, uh, different variations of ages. We'll have different answers to that. That's my prediction for that. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, it's not pestering me. It's not bothering me. It's not any of that you're grumbling. stuff. You're grumbling. Um, all right. Well, listen, pestering. I like that you said that because it just reminded me I need to talk about USX Pest Control. Um, this is the weekend, man. People are probably going to having parties. You're having people over. You know, you got some people got a four day weekend out of this job or we're ready to go. Now imagine that you can have people over with no mosquitoes or ticks in your yard. You can have people stay over and there's no fear in your mind that, you know, your pet Tabby's going to come running out with a big old mouse hanging out of her mouth because she caught it. Like none of those things because you went to USXPest.com. You scheduled your free inspection. Tim came out, went through your house, told you what they're going to do, showed you why you needed to do what you needed to do and everything. Next thing you know, again, for me, non-chemical exclusion package, Spray for mosquitoes, get rid of those, get rid of the ticks. And then they did a whole thing for like wasps and everything the last time they were out. Thank God. Uh, that's the worst when you're just sitting there enjoying yourself and all you hear is like, who's humming? Why is, the, why is the wall humming? And then like, you know, Uncle Ted comes over. Oh, I'll just hit the wall. And next thing you know, you're being stormed by, by bees. So that's all. I don't have to worry about any of those things anymore. When he said Ted, I thought about that scene from Billy Madison, which we can't repeat on the air. <laughs> Stomping it with his boots, anyways. <laughs> Don't be Ted from Billy Madison. Call USX Pest Control. Yes. Go to the website, usxpest.com. Schedule your free inspection today. It's We can laugh about it because Gaz and I are protected by USX Pest Control. Play of the day coming up next right here, Fox Sports Radio 95.9 to 980. Ted! Slovak and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan, Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. No, 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 no. What's um? What is is today Friday? I don't know why I never know what day it is anymore. Today is Friday. We've got some interesting things coming up. You know what? Uh, we'll talk about what's coming up next week for Levan guys. Okay, we, us talking to the third we'll person. Be we'll be here. I got some issues here before we close out the week. Just, oh, we don't I have need, that kind of time. No, I I, I think this is going to relate to people, especially who are going to be taking off the next few days. We have content on the way for next week. Yes. But, Content. I, I would say we're still the new guys in the building. Yeah, I, no, that's true. That's I've been right. here like less than seven months. You've been here about two months. And no matter where you work, doesn't matter what you do for a living. Teacher, sales guy, architect. I don't look. 
people have different styles of doing certain things. I would say, LeVac, we have a lot of experienced people in the media field in this building. Are you calling everybody old? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what up, you old farts? But there's so- <laughs> Turn up your miracle here, loser. Sorry. There's things that happen in this building. I'd just be like, okay, why are we doing that? No, nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with what they're doing, but just like time catches up to you. Certain things happen. So one example, I was talking to somebody on the GY. I'll say his name. It doesn't matter. Jim Cagliardi. We're talking about time. Hey, do you want me to say it's 802? Do you want me to say it's 759? If it goes past the 30 mark, should you? I'm like, why do you have to say the time? Mm, like if you're in your do. car, you see the time. If you're listening on radio, you see the time. Like People te- like it. I guess, but like technology caught up. Like yeah. if you watch television, it'll say like live at five. And then the anchor never says the time because the ticker or the bottom right graphic has the time. So it's one of those things that you probably did 60 years ago, 50 years ago. You just don't have to say the time anymore. But what if you're listening on your earbuds and you're in mowing the lawn? You don't know what you time it is. It. Yeah, so. you should do it. Another one. I used to have this on my phone. I used to have a ringtone for a song. I thought it was the coolest thing when I was in middle school. The Rough Riders anthem, the late DMX. I had that as my ringtone. Hanging by a moment, Lifehouse. My favorite song. That was my ringtone for my wife. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. There are a lot of people on our sales team who got a song for a ringtone. Yeah. That's like the oldest thing going now. But this one is the one I really need your help on. Now, maybe I, this. Well. I would I would do it. There's two reasons I don't have a song for my ringtone. Um, one, I'm too lazy to figure out how on an iPhone. And two, it would have to be something different. It couldn't be something other people have. It would have to. Like, I would, my, my old standbys was either the, the SWAT theme or, um, or I'd bring out Yakety Sax from Benny Hill. <laughs> It's good. Yeah. So like that was, like, you know, they just, it, it conversation starters above all else, but, but no, okay, go ahead. You know, continue. This is the you one. hate old people. We no, know that. no, no, no. Yeah. This is the one I really need help on. Cause this okay. feels like the biggest generational gap of anything. Again, you sell liquor for a living. You're a te- whatever. Yeah. Okay? Buddy. This one I feel like is the most boomer thing possible. Oh, he went boomer. Yeah. And dropped the B word. The I'm out of the office. Please reach out to so-and-so email. Like, if you're on vacation for a week, because sometimes we're going to be out of studio and the third and the fourth is coming up, people will put on their automatic reply email, I'm out of the office until Friday, July 7th. Please contact with questions. Jeff Levac. please contact Zach Harris. That drives me nuts. I don't know if there's a Why? bigger boomer thing than... How is that a boomer thing? Okay. It's responsible. No, no, no. And this is... Again, maybe a total generational thing. Maybe you listen to me like, guys, you're really nitpicking here. But somebody who's less than 30 is like, yeah, why would you ever post that email? Because of this. So everything is on your phone. Everything. Everything. Your email, your text, your calls. Anything you need to do work is on your phone now. So you're telling me that wherever I am, I'm getting email notifications on my phone, and I'll never look at my phone if I'm off? Hell no. Well, all right, two, two things. One, that is a polite way of saying, listen, I'm on vacation, so when I don't get back to you, it's because I'm on vacation. Like, it's not that you're not important, but I get to go on vacation. That's You, you draw a, a boundary. That's what I do. If you notice, there's there's not a lot of work conversations with me when I'm on vacation. Like, you got off on some some technicalities on the last time when I was at Disney, me even answering the phone when you called. But I do that. I shut it down, because if I don't, 
I'm coming back just as ticked off as I left, and nobody wants that. But let's call it what it really is. That is a that is a filter. That is an importance filter. So I go on vacation, and it and I put my away message. Hey, I'm away until such and such a day. If this is an emergency, reach out to you know Tom Goslowski. Blah 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 blah. That's for the people I don't care enough about to get back to while I'm on vacation. So like, so like when I don't get back to who's somebody I don't care about. Um, uh, <laughs> you like everybody here, but we'll just pick on Delia because she goes to a lot of our events. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. I was gonna. I was gonna say. I was gonna say Bruce, Allen, Jake, Mike. Howard, David O. David O. I don't know him yet. I don't know if I care about him or not. Um, if I like, if you're important, like I see the email. Hey, what's up, dude? I'm I'm away, but this this is what you can do. But if you're not, like, if you're those all those people I just listed, bro, I'm on vacation. Leave me alone. I'm trying to balance this. Maybe it is just me. Like maybe is. this is a personality flaw of mine that I feel like if someone leaves me a message and I don't get back to them, I'm being rude. So maybe this is just me. It's, it could be. Or none of this makes sense. Or here's the thing. Or it's a, or it's a generational thing. Like if someone were to shoot me a text message, let's say we'll use Jake again, one of our members of our sales team. Hey guys, is this a 30 second spot or a 15 second spot? I'm away on vacation from July 1st to July 8th. Please send all the it takes yep. me two seconds. Hey, that's a 15-second spot. Thanks, that's guys. That's two seconds you're not spending with your kid. <laughs> like, you said that as a joke, but I'm sure oh, somebody no, was like, no, I'm, I'm serious. I'm, you're I'm not serious. working. You're not, you, you don't need to send that text. You know, it's you, again, if, I'm, if it's over the weekend and you hit me up about a work thing I don't care about, I'm not getting back to you. You hit me up about a work thing I do care about, I might not get back to you. The, it, I value my time. Actually, you know who you know who taught me this? Dr. John Cooper of the Pix Hall of Famer, yes. the Sister Station, Pix One Hundred Six Fame. That guy was he was my first real boss in radio. I wore he worked around the clock. Your phone could ring from Coop at like two a.m. Except for two weeks a year when he would go on vacation, and he would tell you, like he almost it was almost like um, uh, Reservoir Dog style. Like there's a chair in the middle of his office over when we were at Latham Circle Mall when it was that was that was where the the office was, and you'd go hey come on in you'd sit in the chair he'd walk around you with a bat on his shoulder talking thinking it was his like thinking stick the bat and he would go everything you need from me for the next two weeks you need to ask me for by Friday at five Friday at five five oh one my phone is off. My email will not be responded to. I'm unplugging and I'm going away. My my time is valuable and I'm going to go take it. And I like I was like, you know what? Makes a ton of sense. You warned everybody. Everybody knows the deal. That's what I do. Like you know, hey, I'm going on vacation. Don't three, two, one. Okay, I'm out. Leave me alone. But you, but for you to question email etiquette is probably like the worst person in the world to be able to question email etiquette. Because of my spelling? Is that why? No, no, no. I can't pick on spelling. I'm dyslexic. What am I? Let's, I grammarly, my grammarly on my computer smokes when I'm done writing an email that's over a paragraph. <laughs> no, it's because you have pissed off some of my favorite and nicest people because of what you do via email. If you have the nerve to send us multiple news updates in one week, Gaz will send you to junk through his junk folder. Aaron, who runs the media for the for now the MVP arena, hates Gaz to this day 
because he said on air that he said, like, I was like, oh, yeah, we got it. We got this great press release from the arena. And Gaz went, no, oh, I sent them to my junk folder. They, they were sending too many. And she, te- she heard it live, text me right away. Did that bleepity bleepity bleep just tell me that my last like 20 <laughs> emails didn't get to him? And I just, I was, I was like, I'm not answering her until she's had a chance to calm down. So you, for you to be like, for you, for you to not get the, the, it's like a polite courtesy to put a note like, Hey, I'm out of the office. I actually shouldn't shock me at all because you think it's okay to put people who are trying to give us information we need for our jobs through your junk folder. I'll say this. That may have been a mistake to say that on the air. But it was a mistake to do it. <laughs> it and by the way, no, when, when was... you did it, you were the producer. You weren't even the co-host yet. You were the guy who's supposed to get the information and make sure I had it. And I was the one getting it because I was the one who didn't send them the junk folder. I'll concede the point that I may not have needed to say that on the air. She, Aaron, should concede the point she was sending too many that week. No, she's That's not a compromise. That was her okay. job. I think this is an age thing. I don't think it's a me thing. Please, at it's Tom no, Goss. T-O-M-G, it was easy. Which is also funny because I'm now asking for Twitter, which is a younger audience, to respond to this. For real, like if someone sends me an email when I'm out of the office over the next week, we're going to be creating content. It's 2023. You're never really off in this world. You're always creating content. I will respond. Maybe that's a stupid. horrible thing. Maybe it is stupid. Maybe it's stupid. like you gotta set boundaries, man. There, maybe maybe that's true. Maybe like a year from now, I'll be like, out. remember that time in July of twenty twenty three? Guys, is like, I'll respond to anything because it's the right thing to do. Because you can get a hold of me anytime you want via text or email. I might regret that decision and might continue to regret it and not learn my lesson and be stubborn. The one possible. the one thing I can say for you to do that this time around you, to your opening point that we haven't been here very long. That makes sense. Like I haven't been here because you run this station allegedly. And you run WGY. So, like, I could see if you told me, hey, I, I haven't been here long enough to be able to tell people, like, hey, take your problems and stick it till next Monday. Like, I can see, like, okay. But, you know, I can tell you right now, probably late August, I'm going to take off for a week. I will not be checking my email. That is just a red number that shows up on my phone. That's all that is. And red means stop. I, you know, text message, let's restrict that to friendly banter and emergencies. But, because and let's not forget, too, you may get a very drunk Jeff when you get a hold of me. <laughs> and that doesn't help anybody. That's not good for anyone. But I, just, I think it's funny that you think it's it's old to be courteous. No, 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 no. You know what? I know we've spent a lot of time on this. I think it's, I think it's rude, actually, to put up the email at this point you can get back to people in 2023 stop using that as a shield like i didn't even know i had email i didn't have there was no way i could have gotten back to you so again it could be a generational thing not checking not doing it not gonna die not gonna die not gonna die uh let's do the play of the day it is brought to you by mohawk chevrolet find new roads to car bravo at mohawk chevrolet where they always uh, go out of their way to please you um i believe that Uncle Mo is in town, and by town I mean St. Louis at this point. I think I think a little, you know, nothing gets you healthier than beating up on a bad team. I think what the Yankees did to the A's the last two games, and the fact that the cards are not great, I'm going to not only take the Yankees tonight, I'm going to take them minus one and a half runs. I'm going to take them on the Ooh. run line. So, um, so just a little extra payday, I believe that's plus 145. So minus one and a half. New York Yankees tonight against the Cardinals is my play of the day. I don't know how all. I think we're over six times I've done this now. 
I don't know how the schedule keeps falling like this. Maybe it's just easy math. Dean Kramer's pitching again for the Orioles. <laughs> Usually it's a Saturday. It's a Friday night against the Twins. Of course I'm taking my guy at Camden Yards. Minus 125. Orioles money line tonight. He keeps popping up. Sometimes it's a Saturday. Sometimes it's a Sunday. Now it's a Friday. Dean Kramer. Kramer. Whatever you want to call yourself. The dream weaver in my mind. Dream that long hair. That 64 flowing baby. Give me my O's so, at home at Camden Yards. I'm still, I know I said this earlier, but I'm still butthurt. The, I didn't do the hate, 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 hate parlay last night because we did the pregame show. And last time we did the, the Sox pregame show, they won. So I was like, if I end up being the good luck for, for the Sox, and it cost me not only like I have to watch them win, but I also lose a, a wager over it, I'm going to break something. Like, and by something, I mean whatever's in front of me. So I didn't do that. But the, hate, the hater parlay would have paid last night. Um, it didn't look like it in the beginning, but it would have paid last night. So I'm a little bummed because I, I went big on those, that total parlay and went half and half, two, two and two. But the, hate, the hater parlay would have been big last night. I kind of like the Sox tonight. They haven't really? lost to the Blue Jays yet this year, and big game James Paxton's on the bump. You know who I don't hate is our friends in Mohawk Honda, by the way. Oh, how could you? Love, how could you? Love our friends in Mohawk Honda. The summer is officially here for some of you. Now it's the opportunity for you to get yourself into a new ride. They got the certified pre-owned vehicles you might be looking for. They've got a beautiful 2022, 2023s. If you want to see what we're talking about, make sure to follow them on social media. Our guys Nick and Nate and Ben do a fantastic job. Shout out to Greg Johnson, Lindsey Harrington, Cam McKenna. You've heard the names before. The VIP man, Morales, MJ. You know the names. Now stop it and get yourself a new vehicle. Shout out to John and Service, of course, as well. Some Higgs. Whatever it might be, they will help you find it. My favorite thing to talk about with Mohawk Honda. Not just people that you can trust during the car buying experience, which is so hard to find, but the stories of, I bought a car, I bought a vehicle for Mohawk Honda five years ago. Now my mom bought one. Now my sister bought one. You keep telling the people that are important to you in your lives that these are the people you want to have when you're making that big purchase. That's what Mohawk Honda does for you in the Capital Region. If you're listening outside the Capital Region, maybe you're listening to the iHeart app or on demand on Apple, Spotify, make it a part of your summer plans to visit Mohawk Honda in Glenville. I love my pilot. Best vehicle I've ever had. I want you to have that same bragging right wherever you're listening. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. I love Mohawk Honda. I do. I love I love Mohawk Honda. I love Mohawk Chevy. Um, all right, so... Everybody have a good weekend. I'm sure you're going to start some form of fireworks where uh, somewhere, probably tonight. Please be careful. No JPP stuff. Okay, let's keep it. Let's let's ten fingers and toes. If that's what you started with, when we all get back here uh, on Monday, well, God has specials for you on Monday. But um, just let's let's be safe out there. God bless America. Happy Fourth of July. Even though I'll probably talk to you before then. Who knows? I really have no idea what's going to happen from here on out. I'm just along for the ride, kids. I'm going to make it. I'm actually going to change my email to say that right now. If I don't get back to you, it's because I'm along for the ride. Um, Forward all emails to Gaza's direct phone at 1 a.m. He thought he was funny. Yeah, I like that plan. Uh, But, hey, um, everybody have a great weekend. And uh, that's that's it, man. What are we, Covino and Rich? And then the Sox coming up a little bit later, uh, 707 first pitch. So uh, against the uh, the Blue Jays. So we're uh, we're out of here, buddy. You got it? You ready? Bye. Bye.